I thought Kirby needed to go get him one of them former head coaches. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned if you go get one, and not only one, it looks like he trusts a lot, even though it's Will Muschamp. I remain in the firmly in the camp. We should take his diploma away. <laughs> but um, well, I, this will be a way to start earning it. It'll back. be. It will. You know. You run Florida and South Carolina in the dirt. You you get a lot of credit with me. Agent <laughs> Muschamp has done his work. It's just I, I it's just I just I'm a ball of contradictions and a glass house of emotions over here. What's up, Georgia football fans? It's been nine weeks since we last recorded a podcast episode. So welcome back. My name is Scott Duvall, and I'm joined once again by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller. Now, this was a fun episode, and it starts off with a couple of book reviews. Yes, book reviews, you might ask. Well, Will has a novel coming out next month titled How Lucky, and Tony, as well as my 15-year-old son, Jack, share a few highlights of the book. We also jump into Georgia basketball. We touch on all the turnover that Tom Crean has experienced and the team itself, the Red Hot Diamond Dogs gets a mention or two because they deserve it after taking two of three from number one Vanderbilt this past weekend. And of course, spring practice notes and the G-Day game coming up this weekend. So thanks for tuning us in today. It's good to be back. Hope you enjoy episode 265. Got the crickets in the background. This know, is amazing. So, okay, Are we on? Yeah. Oh, we're recording? Yeah. I miss yeah, you guys. Hey guys, it's how's everybody so doing? It's so good to see y'all. Oh, thanks, Jennifer. Sure. <laughs> Glad the band's back together. Y'all yeah. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, welcome back. Guys, we're back. We are back. We are still outside. However, we would not Just, actually have to be if we did not want to be. We're kind of outside by choice because we got so used to it, and it's lovely, a lovely evening, so we just went with outside. And depending on your what percentage of your vaccination you consider, I am two days out from my second shot. So, which is to say, I'm not fully out there yet, but I think I think if you look at the, the numbers that you I feel like we're in a pretty good spot. I think you're in a similar place. Uh, and, I am, you, and you've got your first shot as well, Scott. I am five mm-hmm. days away from having two weeks from my second. Yeah. So, it's yeah. been ten days since my... And I've got I've got 11 days. I've got 10 days. Yeah, 10 days. So. And Scott's had a shot. Um, very proud of I him. I just didn't take a photo of it. Yeah. It's well, I didn't take a photo <laughs> of it. Um, I, I I have to give Scott considerable credit because he knew that the best way to prank Will Leach <laughs> was to say vaccines. Those things aren't real. My Did you see that Johnson the Johnson's going to get people killed? I'd go on a little bit of a rant, and then he pulled out his card. And it My was only regret is it, it was a smart it. play, or <laughs> did he? I was listen, for the record. I did kind of like Scott. Like, I I I play with Scott, but Scott. Scott I I, I need. <laughs> so when we last left you. It was cold, and uh, we were still outside. And now we're playing baseball. That's why we haven't. We've not been able to do a show, by the way, because all of us are coaching baseball right. constantly. Yeah. yeah, you guys out in Oconee and me in Athens. Yeah, so Will and Scott are coaching uh, coaching baseball. I have been wandering around Arby's talking to randos uh, <laughs> about stuff, and uh, we are here. As fortuitous we are, because Georgia has a spring game they on do. Saturday. Um, and, and have you downloaded the latest depth chart? I have a copy of the depth chart in front of me, and not the latest one, but uh, I do have a copy of the depth chart that I recorded or downloaded a little bit ago. Um, Does it have, I went and looked at one today, and obviously it was early March when when they printed this, yeah. and it still had George Pickens. It made me kind of sad. Yeah, but, uh, we haven't even talked about that yet. We have not talked yeah. about Pickens. But we'll, we'll get into our general how, how everybody's doing. Yeah. We'll so how actually how have you been doing? 
I don't know if you know this, but Will has a book that's coming out soon. May 11th. May 11th. Buy it from uh, Avid or from Amazon or for, for Avid is the preference, but uh, uh, buy where I'm not going to tell people not to uh, buy things somewhere. Uh, and book, what's it called? It's called How Lucky. It's a novel. It comes out uh, May 11th. It's, uh, we've been very fortunate to have some very positive advance notices. Uh, it takes place in Athens during a game week, by the way. Like, I, I specifically said it during a game week because you cannot have a book take place in Athens and have it not be during a game week. And I actually found it's, you know, it took me about uh, the first draft of the book was done about the begin- about March or April of 2019. So it was under the assumption that, like, well, tailgates are just kind of like, why would we ever lose a tailgate? It wouldn't even occur to me. I found as I was, we sold the book in May of 2020 and doing all the edits, it was amazing how. Um, how wistful I was for all the tailgating yeah. things that happen, uh, and all the the parts because I mean like like on Wednesday they go out to the intramural fields because the because the the band is practicing out there and they have and they and you know there's all the, the all the events in the early tailgating on Saturday and it's, it really is a uh, uh, it's it's, a, it's an Athens based book it's a thriller uh, and uh, but hopefully it's funny and sweet as well uh, and uh, it's out May 11th and I can't if you want if you want you can li- if you uh, uh, if you pre order the book. If you send me uh, an email to howluckythebook at gmail, or just send it to me at Yahoo, um, I'll send you a book plate. We're not doing a tour because we are officially still uh, in the uh, pandemic. Most bookstores are not open, uh, so we're not doing a tour yet, but the paperback comes out, out in March 22, and I think we're going to uh, do one then. But uh, there's plenty of events. We'll be having a virtual event through Avid on uh, May 12th. Uh, I've got some TV stuff lined up that week. There's a lot of excitement about the book, and I've been very. What fortunate. TV stations are you going to be on? I'm going to be on more. I'm on, launch day. I'm going to be on Morning Joe. If you watch Morning Joe, nice. really? I'll be on Morning Joe for launch day. Uh, working on some other things as well, but that's that's the big one. That, that that's kind of the launch day event that we've got going on. So it's a Harper Collins book. So we have like some legitimate muscle behind it. Uh, they've been able to get the book to people uh, uh, to uh, to to have them. Uh, uh, reviewed as well, so I know uh, right now I know the Washington Post is reviewing it and USA is reviewing it, and uh, there's going to be an and there's a full page ad for it in Entertainment Weekly and People. Wow! So they're very excited. They're really putting a nice little push behind it, and I feel pretty fortunate. As you should, because you uh, you brought scally copies uh, the last time mm-hmm. we were together. Uh, I promptly sat down and read it. It's compulsively readable. Um, I, I love to read uh, as, as a recovering lawyer, uh, <laughs> but uh, oftentimes I write. I, for example, I'm reading a book on Gettysburg. That is about 700 pages, and it, it's a lot. I mean, yeah. it's a historian's book, and it, I mean, I, I, can, I, can, I can usually plow through 20 or 30 pages at a time. I literally read this book in four sittings. Yeah. Uh, because it is an easier read than Gettysburg. I, will I would assume so, but I know how Gettysburg ends. Yeah, and, that's true. Um, that's true. The, 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 part about, the part about the book that I found is, like, all of the characters are real. Uh, all of the, the story resonates the fact that it happens in a place I love uh, and a place that I know and recognize and in my mind's eye can see all of the things. Um, I appreciated that you, uh, at least uh, at least in, in your mind's eye when you're writing the, the tailgating scene, um, you know, it, it was kind of where we tailgate. Yeah. Uh, that it was specifically th- is by there. Yes. Well, and that, that was that was cool to me. But the part about it that, that really catches me is there comes a point in this book where you're reading it where you just get caught in the feels over you're so invested in the main character and how he how he goes about helping the 
like yeah, he, I, the, I'm, I'm trying not to give it too much away. The, but how the, book he start, the book starts with him witnessing what may be an abduction, right? And him trying to find out whether he what he has seen is actually what he saw, and uh, him kind of doing an investigation. Yeah, but y'all don't have to trust me. People like Stephen King like it, and Richard Russo like it. So but more important. Jack I, liked it. Jack did like introduce it. Introduce yourself, Jack. I am Scott, the producer's son, <laughs> Jack. I am 15, and I have also read Will's new book. For me, I read a lot of books, and this one was particularly really, really good. I really liked it. I really liked the way that the main character explored his new ways of finding a way to help Solve the problem to not give anything right. away. Um, you are doing an excellent job of not doing spoilers. <laughs> yeah. For the record, it is in the promotional material that the lead that the main character Daniel has spinal muscular atrophy, which is uh, basically uh, the we've talked about my friend, my, my our friend Miller, right? Uh, yeah, with, my, my, yeah. my son's best friend Miller. Uh, he that's what he has, and so this guy is uh, twenty six years old, so he's much older, but also much worse off because he's it's a it's a progressive disease, and so uh, you don't actually find that out till chapter four of the book. So I really appreciate. What Jack is trying to do, but uh, you're making it too hard on yourself. Uh, You can go ahead and say that he's got SMA. Yes, he does have spinal muscular atrophy, and the reason I really like this book is because I've read a lot of books that have been really good bestsellers, like Harry Potter and some of Stephen King's books, like Pet Cemetery, and you just really get to know the characters on a personal level in those books, and I feel like Will did a great job doing that in his book. And it just made me connect to the characters even more. Well, and Jack, I just really liked it. Well, that is an incredibly sweet thing to say. Thank you very much, Jack. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. honored uh, that the book would mean something like that to you. I'm honored that at the very at the end of the day, there will be one member of the Duvall family who reads. <laughs> that's that's, that's so, true. Yeah, yeah there will so, be. I mean, but that's a lot of Duvall's reading. That's, that's, right? a, that's, that's a, a that's a higher percentage than I would have initially expected. I, I'm, um, I'm looking forward to the audiobook. <laughs> yeah, which is which is done by a man named uh, Graham Halstead, who is a professional uh, at this. And I've not heard it yet, but uh, I'm sure he did a great job. But Jack, in all seriousness, that is a very nice thing to think. I'm honored that you read. I'm honored that anybody reads it at all. It's a, it was a labor of love that I worked on for a long time, and uh, was not actually certain it was ever going to get published. Let alone that Harper would pick it up and then get it in the hands of a Stephen King and get it in the hands of a Richard Russo and so, a Jack Duvall and a Jack and, Duvall and and and, uh, and, and, and and I would argue what I is clearly now the superior of all the Duvalls. I, I think we can all agree, agree that. Yes. that we have we have our Duvall champion. But, yes, uh, we do, especially well, that, Duvall. That's what I am, <laughs> champion of the Duvalls. Well, right. thank you very you're, much. You're, Jack. you're yeah. dismissed, Jack. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. No problem. No problem. That, so, that, that was like that was like his ad read moment, right? <laughs> Thanks, Jack. No you problem. should put that on the jacket. <laughs> um, so that's that's what Will's been up to. Scott, you're coaching baseball. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, it's a long season, same, man. <laughs> same record as uh, Snicker. And um, <laughs> they're zero and six, but you know, but you know I, I have to say, process. Scott, though you, uh, I, we joke about it, but like you, you've been very busy. Every time yeah, I look, you're no, doing something. I've, uh, I'm doing a lot of work with University of Georgia, which to me still, like I've same. been, I've been, yeah, same with Tony. <laughs> I've been doing uh, some work with Terry College of Business, you know, photography. Uh, we've done three videos this spring already. I'm, I'm doing another one for their B Corp coming up. And uh, I mean, it's just, it's awesome because, you know, going to, <laughs> graduating from University of Georgia, I was not in the Terry College of Business, but it's so cool. Uh, I never thought, like, when I started doing my own thing, you know, freelancing, 
I never thought like I'd be working for my alma mater. And every time I'm on campus filming and in, in, in work mode, uh, I literally will stop multiple times. And I did yesterday and look around and I'm like, I can't believe I'm here. Cause like back in 2010, I'm over there tailgating and probably had no idea I would be in this situation or I didn't have any idea. So it's just, it's special, but, um, but yeah, I'm doing a lot of video and, um, Photography, I, I tell you, this is the longest I have not produced a podcast since I started podcasting in 2015. This break that we had from February to now. I don't even know what date it is. What, April 14th. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Are we recording? Can you confirm that we're recording? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it happened. Well. I don't want to bring the Jack come back. No, here. no, you're right. <laughs> so I'm the same, man. I, I, I agree with because you know, my commute involves walking across campus, right? right. And um, I, I hope this never changes, but I still, every time I walk across campus, like, my God, I get to work here. Yeah. Um, news. I um, uh, will. We'll, uh, you know, we've had some changes in my office as well. And as long as things move along, progress along the things, I'll have a new title in another couple of weeks. Um, but uh, I'm still staying at the University of Georgia School of Law. Can you tell us and, the title? Um, or can you not tell I, I, if if it gets approved, I'll be assistant dean for career development at the at the law school at the University of Georgia. That's fantastic. Which is. Um, uh, you know, obviously that is a, I'm, I was voted least likely to be a, an, a dean, uh, in law school uh, and while I was in law school. So I'm, I'm very happy. That, it's a terrible that vote to put to the students, by the way. It's, it's a mean, but it was unanimous and, um, it was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that I get to, I get to do what I get to do and help, help the students I get to work with. And I know a lot of former students listen and, uh, it's, uh, it's cool. I, it's cool. I get to work with y'all. Um, but, um, you know, now that we've dispatched with niceties, um, it's good to see y'all. It is. Really it's just good to see y'all. It's good to be uh, I hope you can hear the. We got some crickets in the background. No dogs barking yet, but we'll see. He, he could wake up. Uh, he's, he's, he's could just wake back up. there. Yeah. But uh, you know, as we record, well, I left the house. It was eighty something degrees, and decided to start rain. Fortunately, I put on a long sleeve t shirt, uh, so it's a little cooler than it no, would perfect. have been. It's perfect. It's great weather. And we've been in the one of the stretches of great weather. This is one of those times you're like, I, I mean, I always feel very lucky to live in Athens, but like, oh, yeah. this is one of those times you're like, oh, how do you right. not live here? <laughs> like, right. Well, and you know, even being on campus yesterday, it was really good to see the bustling. I mean, buses going by, cars, you know, with their convertibles down, you know, the sunroofs are open, mm-hmm. people walk in and. It was just really good to see, and it's it's good to see people out and not have it be like, oh, yeah, yeah, what's going on? Responsible. Like I feel like, right. like it's good. Like, and for the record, I, uh, I I feel like half the shows we did last year were, um, Ooh, yeah, my gosh. kids still aren't back Ooh. in school and all this stuff. But like everyone's back in school. I think the the numbers in both Oconee and Clark are at historic lows, the lowest they have been since the pandemic began. Uh, it is, uh, and I think there's and vaccine numbers are are going up, and so I think there's a lot of reason. You know, I. I I was talking with our friend Robert Wolf uh, last year, but we have a debate on whether or not the stands were going to be full for that game in Charlotte. And I thought it was a fair debate. It was a fair debate. And I got to tell you, and again, you know, there's variance and so on and everything, but like, I I think there's a lot of reason to think that those stands are going to be full for that game. Yeah, I feel like they will be at at least like I would three quarters or half or yeah. three quarters. I mean, I we're mean, talking about end of August. You're going to have a whole baseball season yeah. in there. Yeah. Baseball is all, Houston's had an opening uh, had a, had a, Texas had theirs opening day, but Houston's now starting to open up to 100. percent You're already seeing St. Louis is up to the Cardinals are up to I think 33. Yeah. percent That we are only two weeks into the season. Well, I don't think there's any reason to think those numbers are not going to continue to go up. And like, and without going too much into scientific stuff. Um, Science is finally catching up with what all of us kind of have made common sense of, uh, approach about, which is 
outdoors is less yeah. dangerous than indoors. Um, and then with vaccine numbers going up, I, I agree with you. Uh, we, we have an Airbnb in, in Charlotte. Uh, will you have reservations we have there as well? We'll, we'll, we'll uh, be there. Yeah, uh, that's that's the that's our plan right now. And uh, and talking to, to our friend Tiffany and, and Wayne, I think regardless of what the capacity is in the stadium, we're yeah, going we're whether we there. get tickets or not. And for what it's worth, like if you want for the, the you know there's a Brave game game tomorrow. Yeah, they have reduced capacity. You can sit. You can get into that game. Yep. for six bucks. Yep. Like there are, it is not difficult. I went to, I was in Florida for spring break and I went to a Cardinals Marlins game in Miami. And it was like, I got to tell you to just go to a baseball game and sit and drink a beer outside and just relax <laughs> was, and not freak out. It was wonderful. Yeah. It was just truly wonderful. Now, are you going to, G, you're not going to G day. I'm not going to G day. I am going to Georgia, Kentucky on Sunday, the baseball game. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good for awesome. you. So the boys awesome. are not going to go to that. Yeah, we're not going either. We'd made the decision. If we couldn't tell Kate, I had, it didn't make sense to go yeah. on the campus to watch the game. Uh, but we are actually, my wife's birthday is Friday. Um, and, and we're going to have a little thing at the house. Um, but, uh, we're having a kind of a progressive, uh, thing for her birthday. We had dinner with some friends tonight at Pubble, Maine. Uh, not a sponsor there were, but I'll still mention them. Uh, <laughs> we're going to the bourbon tasting tomorrow night, uh, which will be Thursday night. And then, um, I have reached a state heretofore unknown in the history of marriagedom. Uh, my wife actually asked to play golf on her birthday. Mm. Uh, so uh, no All questions right. at this time. And um, what course? Yeah, we're going to UGA. Nice. Uh, I'm the only person listening right now thinking, "Wow, that sounds terrible." Well, I, and I get it. I get it. Well, I get it. I I'm have, the only one feeling. That. I have, <laughs> I have the same philosophical reservations about golf. You do? No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I don't Everyone know that, listening I don't, is right. I don't know that I you're wrong. wrong. I'm wrong. I will say, but I will also say that uh, it is fun to do something that that my wife actually enjoys and is, is going to be better at than me very soon. Uh, because she is an athlete, and I am, um, I am um, athletic. Charitably, charitably saying, I own athletic shoes, and <laughs> I can't um, wait to hear what she says when if, if her second shot on number twelve at UGA goes in the water, and what she's going to do. I'm she sure she has, has a bit of a temper out there. She is. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, she dabbles in cuss words the same way that Picasso dabbled in paint, mm-hmm. and um, but she is. Uh, she is. She's more of a Pollock. She's a Pollock. <laughs> she's a Great. That's really good. Uh, she she's a masher. Like if she gets hold, the ball is going. Like uh, on the ninth hole, for example, um, on the ninth hole at UGA, the 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 back tees you had to play a fairly strong dog leg right. Um, but the the you gotta slice it from the reds. Right. Right. The um the the black tees or green tees, whichever one she plays from in the front. That, that dog leg is cut out and also takes about 120 yards off the hole. Um, she has literally driven um, within, you know, pretty short pitching wedge of the the green on that hole multiple occasions. Uh, that's all to say that mm-hmm. um, that that we are uh, on her actual birthday. She wanted to play golf, and we're awesome. more than likely going to go and have uh, have have avail ourselves of the whiskey club at the Pebble Main again uh, Friday night. Um, but then, of course, Saturday we're, we're, we'll do something in the house. Um, speaking of G Day, I don't know if you've heard, but George Pickens got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you've heard. I hope you've heard. If you're, if if we're the sole source of your uh, <laughs> yeah, your sports information, spoiler. Uh, hold on, we, we've spoiled one guy's uh, morning. Yeah. By the way, but. by the way, don't know if you've heard, but uh, Gonzaga did not win the national they basketball. Not, in Illinois, and Illinois definitely broke our did hearts. not. Uh, broke our so. Um, 
and I think we should talk about basketball for a split second. What uh, order do you want to go in? I mean, so, I think- yeah, so let's, uh, so let's there, get basketball out of the way. There's a couple of things we're talking about. We're talking about basketball. We're talking about G Day. I do want to talk about the. Um, the, the New American Pathways thing. I want to talk about um, J.J. Wolf and our friend Roberts, uh, the, the fundraiser they're doing. Uh, but let's talk about basketball first. So there have been a fair number of transfers out and some transfers in. I did see a list where uh, Tamani Kamara is uh, like top 40 transfer. He went to Dayton. Yeah. Uh, that surprised me a little bit. Bad uh, sign. It's not a great sign. Um, I also I, thought it was a bad sign that uh, there's a freaking Kessler. That uh, who's a top yeah. star and went to Auburn. Like it's one thing there was there was a thought he was going to go to out west Gonzaga, yeah. and I don't think anyone would have begrudged him that. The fact that he went to Auburn when you are you have that name and part of this program, uh, uh, it's not a good sign. Yeah. It is not a good sign. Yeah. So um, and then but but they, we we have gotten some. Um, we have gotten some some transfers in. Uh, the Balmy kid from USC. I talked to our friend or my friend uh, Jeff, who is a big USC supporter. He's like, "I can shoot the lights out." So got to hide him on defense. So I'm like, eh, "Defense is yeah, just well, whatever." Yeah, <laughs> defense is just like that's a that's what you do between offense. Um, so you know, it's it's going to be an interesting year next year. Um, the crazy part about Georgia's basketball season is that. There were spurts where they played where it looked like an, an NCAA team, and I don't say that at all mockingly, but there were also times they played where it just looked like a, literally basketball was rolled out and said, y'all, y'all guys go shoot, um, which is maddening, right? Because you had you would what you're, what you're hoping with Crean is that he could recruit enough talent uh, to overcome whatever deficiencies you might have uh, defensively and also put you in a position to win ball games on shooting Man, our our free throw shooting and three point shooting really struggled down the down the um, you know kind of down the stretch, and that's that's it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year, uh, basketball wise. I, I think it is. It's. I mean, listen, this is a weird year for all. Of course of basketball. it is. Of course it is. And but I will say that they didn't lose the guy that they couldn't lose, which was Wheeler. Yeah. Like Wheeler's still there. They mm-hmm. could. They didn't. They they didn't lose Wheeler. If they lost Wheeler, I thought this thing is going to go off. The wheels rails. fall off in a heart. And heartbeat. Uh, they didn't lose Wheeler, and so I feel like. There's and like that's you know that's Sharif Abdul Rahim's yeah. son. Yeah, that's gonna that's that's on the team, which I think is really exciting. So was he at Virginia? Virginia. Yeah, yeah. he was a top forty recruit. He yeah, no, he's really, yeah, he, he's he definitely did. a talented dude. Oh, he didn't fit in Tony Bennett's system yeah. at all. But for yeah. what it's worth, like of, of, if you were to do again recruiting rankings, take them for what they're worth. But like of all the players that Georgia has lost or gained from the recruiting rankings, the the highest is Sh- Sh- uh, Abdul Rahim. Like, yeah. he is he is the star, kind of the jewel yeah. of that. They they're sound but again it's just everyone's gonna go through that this year but it just feels like an incredibly pivotal year when the good thing is uh based on the news today they'll immediately be eligible yeah also because of what they're uh, they're gonna allow that one transfer by the way if you're listening to my voice and you want to start a business uh, advising colleges on nil now it's time to get on the ground floor or something uh just throw that out there guys I've told I've told some students that want to do sports law all that, and they're like, I'm like, no, 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 trust me. I, this, I don't I don't yeah. normally say put money in the bank, but put this yeah. money in the bank. Yes. Um, so, um, okay, so basketball out of the way, out of the way. Let's talk. Uh, uh, go ahead. Go. I was about to say Georgia baseball didn't look great, and then won a series on the road against the number one team, and looked really good doing it. And they, those weren't fluke wins. They were. It's like where's that team been? So. I mean, if you knock around Kumar Rocker, uh, you're 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 doing. Dude something. gave up more home runs in one game than he's given up in his entire career. 
Yeah, so um, it's – but again, you know, this is the thing, right? I mean, the the thing with Georgia baseball is last year was supposed to be the year. It was, yeah. Like, last mm-hmm. year was supposed to be the year, and so you just want to help to try to figure out a way to build that back up. But it yeah. feels like anything – like, any positive – like, any good things out of this year – you just you don't want to you don't want to spend everything being like uh, like Georgia is kind of like the Dayton basketball. I'm just about to, Dayton's a of, great example of what yeah. before like they really really missed that. And it's also worth knowing that guys like Emerson Hancock they also lost all of last year. Like the Mariners, there was a great story uh, by a Mariners reporter the other day talking about how like yeah no one has any idea if what Emerson Hancock has done for the last year because they've been at the alternate site and no one even knows what's going on. Like it was it's there's as we start to go out of the pandemic a little bit, we're going to see kind of the ramifications of that kind of wafting out in, in both professional and college sports for a while. And Georgia is currently 5-7 and seven in the SEC, whereas if they had not taken two out of three against Vanderbilt, it would have been kind of like uh, bottom of the barrel scraping. But it's amazing because it's a tightly, uh, it's a tight race, I guess you could say, at least in the East. And they got some wins now. And they, got- they are only... A game behind Florida and Kentucky. They're playing Kentucky this weekend. Um, and the go. interesting thing is Florida's ranked 15th. Georgia's one game behind them. Georgia's in one poll. They're 23rd this week, which they should be, beating the number one team two out of three. Vanderbilt dropped to number two. Arkansas is now number one. Tennessee's three. Mississippi State's four. So it shows you how tough the SEC the is. SEC is hard. Yeah. Um, so we uh, so let's let's talk one second. Uh, I, I mentioned Robert Wolf, um, a friend of the friend of the podcast. Great dude, uh, great dude. His his wife JJ is uh, also a wonderful person. Um, so uh, JJ recently was was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, um, and they are doing a. Uh, um, hold on, I got I got to pull it up here. They're doing a fundraiser to support uh, multiple myeloma research called uh, team uh, it's team wolf racing for research uh you can find this uh it's a uh myeloma race for the cure charlotte 5k walk and run um scott if you don't mind i'll, I'll give you the thing to put in the show notes is that fine mm-hmm. the link uh but uh just those of you that are our friends uh that are friends of the pod if you've heard us talk about uh, robert i would robert, argue that robert is an is an intersanctum circle friend of the pod yeah absolutely absolutely he he's a guy that um i think well i've known robert for longer than the pod i, I know i know will and scott have too um and uh, you know i've, I've known I've, I've literally known robert since my time in illinois yeah. and um this is, you will you will never find a uh, bigger, more ardent Georgia fan, uh, and probably more importantly, you will never find someone a bigger supporter of of his wife and what she wants to accomplish in her career, and um, and, and and this is a this is an impactful thing on their family, uh, but but the way they have handled this, the way they've been open about this, and their straight on approach to f- trying to figure out a cure uh, is I, I hope. If I hope one, I don't have to deal with this in my lifetime. But I hope if I do deal with this, I deal with it with the grace, forthrightness, and um, willingness to approach it head on that that the wolves have. So, if, if you feel led to support, we appreciate you doing that because um, it's uh, they're great people and and, and damn good dogs. Um, spe- speaking of supporting, um, before we get into football, we should probably talk about the New American Pathways uh, thing. Uh, that's been that's been thrown around. So New American Pathways organization in Atlanta, they do a fundraiser. Originally it was through Everyday Should Be Saturday. 
um, and because Spencer Hall used to work there when he before he uh, became you know Spencer Hall is the best, but this is the best thing that Spencer Hall does. It totally is. But this, I mean, he, this is the place he worked when he was Orson. Uh, Orson Swindle. Orson Swindle, right? This is where he worked. This was his job. His career was working for this organization, helping uh, helping immigrants uh, basically assimilate in the United States. They uh, put together uh, a fundraiser every year where they uh, they leverage uh, spite and, uh, and and college football, essentially. And I thought it would be an interesting conversation for us to have. By the way, just – Google New American Pathways, uh, this, the, Chair it, Bundy Bowl. It's um, everywhere all over Spencer's. Right, like it. right. I Look mean, at ESD, at ESDS. I, I can't emphasize that enough. Spencer is one of the best dudes in the world, and this is actually the best thing that Spencer does. Yeah, it pains it me is, to say that about Florida fan, but you're right. It's truly um, good. So, so I thought it would be an interesting conversation for us to have. Like, so the, the idea here is that you basically make a donation in the amount that matches some sort of number that means something to you and should be spiteful. A good example. Spiteful. So, um, a, a good example would be, um, uh, uh, let's see. Well, Pickens' number is one, and he's only thrown Pat Swilling's kid into the turnbuckle once. So, and what's Pat Swindle's kid's number? Let's say it's twenty-seven. Pat Swilling. Pat Swilling. Not I think Swindle. it's Ken Swilling. Yeah, Ken Swilling's son. Pat Swindle was the former congressman from Georgia uh, that beat Ben Jones. Um, no, it wasn't Pat, Pat Swindle. Swindle. No, Ken Swilling. No, I'm saying Ken Swilling. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. No, Pat you're Swilling right. Pat Swindle was. Yeah. That's correct. So, um, okay. let's say let's say it's number twenty-seven. So I could potentially make a donation of twenty-seven dollars and eleven cents. Twenty-seven dollars for for uh, Swilling's kid, one for uh, throwing him into the turnbuckle once, and then once one for Pickens' number. I'd make a donation of twenty-seven eleven to this. Um, there's some interesting ones. I thought it'd be interesting for like fifty-four forty-eight, for example. Um, which was the score of of the Sugar Bowl? I mean, not uh, Super uh, Rose Bowl. See, my mind immediately goes to the number twenty five because, and I'm doing it the opposite way. Where, but I'm sad because twenty eight to three, the difference is twenty five points that the Falcons were up on the Patriots. <laughs> See, that's where that's where I go. I can't help myself but just to be you know self flogging on that. <laughs> um, so my my first thought was, um, and I, I will probably do this one. Uh, I will probably donate. Um, I'll probably donate uh, fifty three forty four. Uh, I'll probably do it twice because the Georgia's record against Florida is fifty three forty four and two. Um, uh, it feels like doing making that donation twice because of the ties uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's that's the best one. You know I what you could do? With. You could do three dollars and twelve cents if you didn't have much to give. Do three dollars and twelve cents three times because that's Georgia's record versus Auburn, Georgia Tech, and Vanderbilt for the past. Nice. You know, Nice. 15 seasons or 15. Nice. It's changed. It's actually more in the loss column now. 12 and 3. Huh? $12.03. Well, no. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess you could do that because I was thinking the reverse angle again. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 12 and 3. $12.03. <laughs> You're the most Georgia Georgia I fan I know. I know. I know it's, like, it's, it's constantly about negative. I love I it. <laughs> I know. And the Braves are losing again. And Duvall's on the Marlins. That makes me sad. And he's but, having an incredible season. And he's having an incredible yeah. series. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, that, that would be something to do. And actually, it'd, it'd probably be $13 because Georgia beat Auburn last year. But it's still 12 for Georgia Tech and it's 12 for Vandy because they were scared to play Georgia last year. <laughs> or or they were sick. I mean, that's one way of – I mean, they were scared. That's one way of looking at it. It's so, going to morph. It's going to morph as we get farther and farther so away from the pandemic. What was some other uh, – I'm just sitting here thinking about it. What was some other – Oh, $41 because 41 nothing. 
forty one dollars. You know, maybe maybe what you could do for the change, you could uh, pick your favorite uh, section or something in Neyland Stadium and add some some change on that. But that would be a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was that was one of the one that that's the one I, I that's fifty one to seven fifty one seven yeah. is that Georgia Georgia Tech the last time they played uh, 52 it, 51 to seven fifty two fifty one fifty two something like that the the biggest point spread ever yeah. in a Georgia Georgia Tech game. Well, if we ever get back inside, we can have Chad. Is he, how's Chad doing? He's, he's, yeah, he's kind he's of this, marginal. He's very, he's, he's very, lonely. very lonely. Yeah. Um, so anyway, support New American Pathways. Uh, by the way, they do actually uh, they keep a leaderboard by school, so make sure you you do so and make sure you indicate you're a Georgia fan when you do this. Uh, we were a shade behind. Um, we we're a shade behind Georgia Tech yesterday, but some, um, you know, I, I assume Joe Paterno Jr. Uh, uh, donated eighty nine hundred dollars to put Penn State ahead. We all know Joe Paterno Jr. would donate that much money. Uh, but Michigan always wins this tradition. Michigan always wins it because Michigan man will not be will not lose anything besides to Ohio State in football. Um, so, guys, G Day Saturday. G Day Saturday. Um, so George Pickens is not going to be <laughs> Pickens will not play. Uh, so somebody asked me this question. Maybe it's a good jumping off point. Will Pickens play again this year? I don't think he will. Did you uh, see Seth's tweet today? Does, what is Seth's tweet? Well, Seth you referenced. Drink? We've mentioned Seth. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned him. Drink um, twice. It's got a little Seth bit. referenced Devod Wilson, who's oh, well. now transferred to Miami. But in 2018, he tore his ACL in spring practice. Mm-hmm. Devod Wilson played in the Sugar Bowl versus Texas. Oh, wow. And he was remarking. There's an, there's an article talking about how quickly he recovered uh, from that ACL. So maybe arrows pointed up or at least some hope that – if Georgia has the season that we anticipate or would like them to, and you need that extra punch towards the playoffs or something, maybe, just maybe, because it's happened before, uh, it could be a, another medical miracle, uh, and who knows, he could be back. But I have a lot of faith. I mean, well, that's the thing. If, if the they get to the point where now. they need him, things have gone okay. Yeah, right? I that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I don't think he plays in a random. Oh my god! I almost said in a random BCS or New York, New, yeah. New York, like six. some like boring Rose Bowl. But no, if they were in the playoffs. If they were in the playoffs and he got better, but but the great part about it is like we're now thinking in terms of like ugh, they just bare, they know, just right? made the New Year Six yeah. Bowl. That's it. Freaking orange. Yeah, yeah. yeah five years sure. ago, remember we're like, oh, you need to go to the yeah. Liberty Bowl right. and support home, them. Humble yourself. Um, so sure. I think that's right. I think that's right though. But it, yeah, I think you're right. If if. If we're in a situation where he comes back and plays in a bowl game, it's probably because the season's going really well. Yeah, it's also worth noting too that like wide receiver is kind of our pressure point. Like this is what we've been most worried about for a couple of years now, and so the whole this is the whole thing, right? This is what you've seen Alabama and you've seen whatever and we've seen LSU. Like these big wide receivers, like that's the thing that Georgia is consistently criticized for not having the speed guys out there. This was the year that was supposed to happen, to happen, and Pickens was supposed to be a leader of that. And it's a, uh, it stinks. It stinks. There's no question about that. It and then, sense. and then Burton goes down, but luckily, just a, a sprain. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's wrapped in bubble wrap on the sideline, riding a bicycle right now. Um, but you know, they, they've got they've got Kearse Jackson, who's a solid, you know, slot receiver. They've got Dominic Blaylock coming back off a second ACL. You got Arian Smith and Marcus Rosemead. Jack Saint is that Jack Saint. Yeah. yeah, and then I mean, there's probably two or three more that we haven't even heard of that could. Just because George Pickens just went off his freshman year doesn't mean that one of these other four or five star guys that we don't even really know yet couldn't go off. Yeah, and and the part about it that is uh, that that gives me hope, of course, is that 
JT Daniels is at the top of everybody's returning quarterback list, right, off of four games. Uh, and granted, uh, the, the games that Pickens didn't play in, um, Georgia looked a bit stilted, I guess, offensively. But, um, you know, I, I think there is, um, you know, uh, you, you talk about the young guys, Adonai Mitchell. Um, JT keeps talking about him, right? And, and anytime you have a quarterback talking about, yeah, I have a good rapport with this guy, you got to look for him to break out because that means they, for whatever reason, he's got a connection with him. Um, but I, I think I, I'm with you. I, it would always have been better to have potential All American on your roster. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, we've been wanting our Randy Moss, right? Like, we've been wanting our Randy Moss. And yeah. he could, this was the year he was going to be the Randy Moss. Yeah. And he's not going to be the Randy Moss. And I think there's reason to wonder whether. He has, if he doesn't come back. Oh, this year, oh yeah, he's he's done. No, 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 no. Well, he, well, he actually made an Instagram post after he got hurt. It was all black with one word "bye." So, and then, yeah. I don't. Yeah, look, I'm I'm not great at social media, but yeah. that even I think I can say that that's it for him. Right. Yeah. But I agree with y'all. If if he plays again, because we're in the it's a Rose Bowl Sugar Bowl year too, right? No, it's an Orange Bowl Cotton Bowl year. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, because we're we're in the Cotton Bowl as the one seed, he, he. I mean, I guess he could come back and play if he gets better. Hey, don't um, sleep. On, don't sleep on Darnell Washington, sophomore year, yeah, six I'm, seven tight end. I'm I glad mean, you brought uncoverable. that up because he might not even be. He might even not be. Might even start a tight end, right? T- sure. Yeah. You yeah. He could be the, the Kyle Pitts there. Yeah. No, he could be. He could be the Kyle Pitts. You could. You. I could see him legitimately on the field at the same time as John Fitzpatrick. Uh, would you you slide him out to the H back slot slot kind of position and create mismatches inside? Um, I, I do. I also want to talk for a second uh, since we're going to G day, and I think there's going to be a ton of offense in this game. I think there's going to be a lot of throwing. I think you know. I think first off, the playbook is closed for the most part, so you're all your runs are going to be inside, and you're going to let the quarterbacks air it out because you're also trying to figure out who's going to be your number two, three. By the way, don't be surprised if Stetson Bennett's your number two quarterback going into fall. Um, can't wait for the ink spilled on that, but that's <laughs> he knows the playbook. I think and, it's okay if he's number two, as long as if, if something happens to number one, he remains number two. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's, and that's exactly where I was going with this. It's like, look, if JT gets hurt in Clemson, we'll probably see Stetson. If JT gets hurt fourth week of the season, fifth week of the season against Auburn, it's probably Carson Beck or yeah. Vandergriff. Um, but... Having said all of that, offensive line is super interesting to me because when we last left uh, the offensive line, they were letting uh, Cincinnati harass JT Daniels. Uh, not letting, but it was happening. Um, that game was really fun, by the way. I just wanted, it was, it was a fun bowl game. game. Just, I mean, it was a fun bowl game. You know, but game. it makes me sad because that was when George Pickens, who punched the ball out or something, and then he suplexed the guy in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, you just, I just, I'm going to miss that. You know, even the water balls, bottle squirting. The Georgia Tech thing where he got in the fight with those yes. guys at the end of that game. Yeah, I, like, you know, I'm just, gonna miss him. Absolutely. Like he irritated Kirby in like the right, the way. right way. That's like, right. And, and all seriousness, like I think no, there's right. something to that. That like, like he would kind of get on Kirby's nerves a little bit, but not in a way where like you couldn't help but notice that Kirby's smart. Like a obviously needs him, but b also like. He was that like I like the fact that Kirby Sharp was not like he did, like he just, he said he needed to knock that off. He didn't say that's not what we do here. Or get like sanctimonious about it, which I think told you something a little about him too. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, 
So, yeah, offensive line, uh, I think Trust and Sawyer on the left tackle is the most interesting thing I'm looking for. Offensively, because I don't think offensively, uh, that and Kendall Milton, um, I don't think offensively we're going to be, we're going to do a whole lot. Interesting, I think we're just going to throw the ball a lot to, to test that secondary. Because, guys, I don't know if you know, the secondary is a little dicey right now. Getting Tyke Smith is huge for this team. And that's because of the secondary coach yep. hire, you think? Yep. Oh, I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so I, I, we hadn't even talked about Will Muschamp being back <laughs> in Georgia. <laughs> He's and, been and in a I lot said, of social media posts, yeah, yeah. just smiling. Yeah, I, so – God, I'll probably regret this in December, but <laughs> I can't wait to hear. What I will say. say that I have advocated. If you listen to this podcast, you know I've advocated. I think I thought Kirby needed to go get him, get him one of them former head coaches. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned if you go get one, and not only one, it looks like he trusts a lot, even though it's Will Muschamp. I remain in the firmly in the camp. We should take his diploma away, <laughs> but. Um, this will be a way to start earning. It it'll back. be. It will. You know. Well, I mean, I don't think you. you you run Florida and South Carolina in the dirt. You you get a lot of credit with me. Jim <laughs> Muschamp has done his work. It's just I, I it's just I'm, I just I'm a ball of contradictions and a glass house of emotions over here. But um, it, it'll be interesting to see. And in some of Kirby's quotes about you know he's somebody I trust. I'm, I'm asking him, hey, how'd y'all do it? What, what'd you do in What'd you do in session one in practice? And that's the sort of thing that I've been hoping Kirby would would think about because, frankly. As as a new head coach, one of the things that you always worry about is what do you not even know that you need to know? Uh, and having someone who he, whom he implicitly trusts, who has been a head coach for better or worse, eight years, nine years, right? Five at Florida. Five at Florida, yeah, whatever. Eight, nine years. I mean, I think there is a level of trust there that will help him. Um, I know we're jumping all over the place, but defensively, uh, I, I will be – I mean – they're not going. They're not allowed to sack a quarterback. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting how many sacks. And I do that in air quotes. That that front seven get. But when you've got ten guys who could start anywhere in the SEC, probably except for maybe. I mean, who's got the best? Who's got best defensive front? I mean, it's not even Alabama this year, right? It's probably Georgia. So, um, that that. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to step up. You're gonna have to figure out a way to pressure the quarterback because you're gonna need help, especially those early games. Uh, I'm really happy Clemson is breaking a new quarterback and new yeah. um, new new wide receivers because it's. Kind of, I mean, a, it is funny to think that this is the last time we'll see them until that game, right? It's the, <laughs> it's the last time we'll see them until that game because you know we are very much in the. Okay, I'm just gonna pause. I, I find this. The I was gonna say I find this untoward. We've officially hit the part where I feel like I feel like I. I, I Are you uncomfortable? I, I feel like I'm not a part of this. I feel like I have to put my hands up and say I am not beckoning the women to bring me mead. Show me the money. Show me the money. <laughs> Show me stacks, huh? No, four what? fingers, three what? fingers. What are you drinking? I'm going Just to read wine. something uh, uh, it's diligently on my phone. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, I, it's funny because like this is kind of all we mean about it's it's very strange. We're going to have this year, and maybe we can go a, bit, a little big picture on this. We're going to have this big year where everyone's going to be back, like tailgating's going to be back. 
stadium. Oh, so, God, it, I miss it. it. It's, tailgate's going to be back. I just, I, it is hard. I'll put it this way. If tailgating is not back this year, there is a new problem that we do not anticipate that has made that happen. Mm-hmm. I bet that's probably right. And yeah. Or this current thing that we think we are past, something new turns that in the wrong direction. I'll put right. it that way. I would be legitimately stunned if tailgating were not back this year. And Robert Wolf and I had this discussion, and he, I don't know where, where he still is on that, but like, so all that's building up to, as we kind of said last year, we, we said this, heck, after they lost to Florida last year, the next game is Clemson. <laughs> like, the next game is Clemson, and that's kind of where we are, I think, across the board. Uh, so right now, whether it's G-Day, whether it's everything, whether it's Pickens being out, everything is leading up to, okay, but how do they stack up against Clemson in that first game? Yeah. Because if they, remember, if they can win that game, the oh, margin yeah. for error is massive. Is massive. You can screw up, and and it's okay. like you, you you can make some mistakes if you've beat Clemson in that first game. You've got plenty of room for that. Uh, if they beat uh, Clemson in that first game, we're not going to be too sweating George Pickens by a week 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 three or week four. No, and so to me, that's every single thing. The prism of G Day and depth charts and all this going on. It's all through the prism of that Clemson game. If they, uh, that's what you're building toward, that's all that matters. I mean, conceivably, you lose that game, you still, as long as you went out, lose the SEC and make the playoff. That's why the game is so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why the game is great, because like, like you're not done if you lose. But if you win, you are in an, un, an incredible position. And let's not forget, Clemson is breaking in a whole lot of new exactly. players as well. Exactly. I mean, so looking forward to that game. That's a two versus three, two versus four, three versus Pre-season. four. Two four. Two four sounds right. right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, no worse than three five. So, yeah. so you're saying top five like preseason will be Bama, Bama, Clemson. Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, somebody else. Yeah. yeah, there'll be two top five teams. There's no question. Right. right. Yeah. And I could I could see putting Georgia five. I'm fine with that. Sure. Right. I bet they don't though. If they lost to Cincinnati, I bet they'd be five. Oh, so you you think they're higher? I think they're in the top. I think they're four top or five. three or four. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that game's, that is going to be the game the first weekend. Oh, easily. Yeah, we're going to talk about games, uh, non-conference games to look forward to in the in a minute in the end well, of our session. Because oh, we're all so excited. It's this great. To, like, so it, it, this is a good reminder too that like we're all so rusty that when he said it's like, oh right, we have a <laughs> segment. <laughs> this is going to be. Great. I want trivia. Can we please talk about uniforms? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Because I, I feel like when it comes to G Day, last thing on G Day. Yeah. Let's talk about, like, uh, for people that are going. We're not going. Yeah. The people that are going. I'm not sure the capacity. I, I think it's a little higher than it was the game, or is it roughly what it was I, the I, game? I think, they, I think I mean, they left the seat back I, The stand. seats have been okay. there since right. last season, I think. Yeah, I, I feel like Brooms kind of answered that when he said, yeah. if you notice, we left the seats in, yeah. and that's the capacity. Okay. okay. So. But I, I bet I'm going to bet that's changed. That changes by September seventh. Oh, yeah. That first well, time. I mean, I don't, Scott. I don't know if you've gotten your ticket application package yet, but the the faculty staff people have. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, you owe me money. I just I gave bought, you some money. That's all. That's all I got. That was the tap, donation. Tap. That was the that was the right to reserve yeah, the seats. So, yeah, but we I'll, got we all the refund from last year. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Sweating. You're not out. I mean, we basically zeroed out after last year. Yeah. So I'm not sweating nothing. I'm in. No, you, yeah. I, I'm not going anywhere. I'll send you an invoice. I'm, this is definitely not the year where I'm like. Oh, never oh, mind. No, I'm not going to yeah. do it. Like, this is definitely Well, you bring up a good point. It's like, I was talking to Tiffany. She's like, what do you think you will spend for George Clemson? I was like, I... Whatever didn't, I didn't spend last year. I didn't go to any away <laughs> games last year. Yeah, yeah. 
and I ended up getting refunds for a game I didn't get to go to. Yeah. So yeah. I've got a lot of money to spend yeah. this year. It's like the opposite of that playoff run. Uh, right. So like, yeah, yeah. Well, everyone spent all that oh, money. They're like, I can't $1,400, go are you kidding me? Yeah, now it's, well, I guess now I got to do it. Back in the other direction. Yeah. So, so. Well, I feel like, I, as always, I have my hotel room reserved for Atlanta for SEC Championship weekend. Just not talking about it. To be prepared. but uh, I'm not talking about any reservations I have after Georgia Tech. What's the best road game this year? Other than Clemson. Tech? There's not a good one. Yeah. I mean, I guess Auburn or Tennessee. Uh, oh, those are fun. Yeah, I guess. Auburn is fun. Not, not Auburn. Tennessee's more fun than Auburn. Um, so, I, I, I've actually, we have given thought to making a mountain we can have of Tennessee. Part of my problem, of course, is I have kids in band at Oconee, so mm-hmm. um, I, it's not like, if I, at the minimum, I can't just take off and go until Friday night late. Um, so... You know, unless I get a, a grandparent to come and come and help, um, but uh, yeah. So we were we were looking forward. I mean, we have coming up. We got we have trip to Oklahoma soon. Trip to UCLA soon. Um, allegedly, we're going to play Texas A and M in College Station in three years. I, I'll believe if I see it. But uh, you know, those are those are some. Good yeah, that'll ones. feel like a non-conference game. Yeah, and I I, I will say I already have it. Might be, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, I tentatively have an Airbnb in Lexington, Kentucky next uh, next November. So a year from November because from November. that's a game I don't miss if I don't have. I had to, to cancel my trip to Ireland for Illinois opener this year. I like to remind everybody. Oh, that's right. They were going to play Illinois. The, yeah. Plays week zero this yeah. year. Yeah, who Nebraska? Because yeah. they were supposed to play. They were supposed to play in, in Ireland. Dublin. Yeah, oh, they were supposed okay. to play in Ireland, and then. Apparently there was a pandemic, and so they're not going to Ireland. Are there a lot of worst one of my lifetime? Are there a lot of Irish uh, Nebraskans or a lot something? Of Irish Illinois fans. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. uh, I had that so, wrong. Um, I had a fifty-fifty chance, yeah. and I chose the wrong yeah. state. I should and, have known. Uh, they're not playing at Dusseldorf. Yeah, <laughs> yes, there. I'll put it this way: uh, um, uh, think of the possible. Everyone in Nebraska is related. <laughs> Illinois has like a lot of different uh, branches, national, though not where I am from. <laughs> I am Nebraska, uh, but uh, but but up up north, there's a lot of different nationalities. Um, but anyway, so you, like, know, you know, Parrish Walton's going to have an issue with your comment right there yeah. about Nebraska. <laughs> and again, I say this all the time. People say like, "Oh, you're from Illinois?" Yeah, but Illinois is basically Illinois is basically Nebraska with Chicago. You know, and to be fair, if you've never traveled through Illinois. The couple times that I've driven through south to north, like from southern Illinois There's down to Metropolis, like Illinois to yeah. Chicago, I was shocked because I was—I ex- don't know what I was expecting. I guess I was ignorant because I had not been through. But there's nothing there's, there. And that is where I am from. Right. I'm from the nothing part of Illinois, right. which is basically, which is to say, what all of Nebraska is, except there's a little colder in Nebraska. Um, anyway, the point is, the point is, is that like Illinois has the week zero game this week. So this year, so when you are like, oh, just give me any football at all. Is that game at Soldier Field now? No, it's it's in, it's in Champaign. It's in Champaign. Yeah. So I'm. I'm Kind of tempted. I've been thought thought about it, but yeah, to have Illinois have a week zero game is actually kind of exciting. Road trip this year, so yeah, so we'll see what happens. And against Nebraska, and if Illinois wins, they will rip Scott Frost uh, arms. Oh no, they will fire him before (laughs) he gets through Iowa. Yeah, they're very happy with Burt. By the way, people are loving Burt in Illinois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Illinois has got to worry about there's. That that this season does not open up great for them between Nebraska and UTSA, because um, UTSA is sneaky good. Yeah, if they, if they if listen, it's it's Bert like they it's Bert. Like, it's Bert. Everybody, Bert. people people love Bert. Yeah. All right, Scott, you got the uniform talk? No, no, no uniform. Um, 
However, uh, we do have non-conference games that are uh, going to be happening this year. I mean, I was surprised by a lot of these. You, usually these are the type of things that I know that are already happening because they played last year at one point or I've heard about it. But, I mean, like many of y'all listening, and I'm sure I can speak for Will and Tony, I just, I'm kind of out of practice with studying up on my college football. Oh, yeah, we're all out of practice. Yeah, yeah so last year I this think we're is a primer. to have games on TV occasionally. This is a primer, so I'm just going to cut through a couple of the interesting ones uh, that you're going to see this year. And there are quite a few that are, that are definitely going to be like, oh, I hope Georgia's game is over so I can watch this game. Um, so three on the first weekend, or week one, September 4th, you got Alabama versus Miami in Atlanta. Uh, the last time that uh, the Crimson Tide and the Hurricanes <laughs> met was... Uh, 1993, January 1st, 1993. Uh, it was 34-13 Bama in the Sugar Bowl, and I think they won the national they championship. Did. They did. So that was, that, was the, that was the first year of the SEC championship game uh, with the interception there by Dante Hollingsworth, maybe? No, no. It was uh, George Teague. No, George Teague. Was it no. Teague? Okay. Yeah, George Teague. Um, that, and, and that uh, game, that's, that's the only other game that really threatens to bump George out of the night game on ABC, uh, the Georgia-Clemson game. Uh, that because that game is the same day. Yep. Uh, that's on the Saturday. So, but if I had to guess, I'd say that's the afternoon game on ABC. And it'll be uh, new quarterback Bryce Young for Alabama starting against uh, hopefully recovered from his ACL Derek King. I don't know. He's he's coming. He injured in December, so that's mm, gonna be tight. Could be tough. Um, so yeah, of course we got Clemson Georgia. Um, the can you stat take a stab at the record uh, Georgia versus Clemson the series record? Mm. Um, Georgia's ahead a little bit, but I don't know exactly how much. I'm gonna say thirty twenty six. I think you're giving Clemson too much credit. Really? Yeah. Thirty fifteen. All time record: Georgia forty two wins, uh-huh. Clemson eighteen wins, Oof. four Oof. ties. See, people forget that that used to be a regular game oh, until the SEC started and Georgia mm-hmm. was like, I, I I have heard people advocate that we should substitute Clemson for Georgia Tech, and I'm not I'm not necessarily in that camp, but I'm glad we're playing them. The first game, I first Georgia game I ever watched in the state of Georgia was over at Scott Duvall's old house. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Watching Illinois, Georgia. I had been living or in... Clemson, Georgia. Sorry, Clemson, yeah. sorry, Illinois, Georgia. Uh, Clemson, Georgia. For uh, I lived here for about three months. Yeah. And, uh, and they, they lost. And they lost. We, that was the game that Malcolm Mitchell tore his ACL celebrating a touchdown. I remember. Somebody. Yeah. Did a good setup out there. That yeah, that was nice. Yeah, we put it on the projected it on a oh, yeah, outside, on sheets yeah. and I was like, what? plywood. So this is, and this stuff. is just what happens in Georgia. You just yeah, go you over just to people's houses and people just drink their yeah, drink their and beer watch and watch on movies inflatable on the screen. Oh yeah. Um, can Tony? Can you pronounce Clemson's quarterback's last name? Uh, DJ Ugalele. It's uh, Uangalele. Uangalele. Yeah, he played a couple years ago. He was pretty good. Yeah. Played against Notre Dame, I think. Well, he played, with yeah, Tre- played, he played, with Tre- played last year. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, another on September 4th. For some reason, they highlighted this, and I get it. What day? September 4th. Oh, 4th. I thought um, you said December 4th. Also, I, now, now, by the way, now that he's not the quarterback anymore, can I just admit that, like, I really like Trevor Lawrence, and I think he's really likable, and I think it's fun to root for. Sorry, it's true. Like, no, now no, he's not because he's quarterback. Wrong. You're not wrong. I think he's a good guy, and I think I enjoy rooting for him. Dabba still sucks, though. So you got uh, they're highlighting, and I get it. It's Louisiana at Texas, Louisiana, not LSU. But uh, the Longhorns have a new coach, mm-hmm. and Louisiana beat uh, Arkansas last year. They kind of caught them, and they upset Iowa State. Yeah, I mean, so they're one, saying one team was in the top twenty-five at the end of last year from Louisiana, and it wasn't LSU, right? 
Say that it could be sneaky. That could be sneaky. Yeah. That is a game that if you were togating a Charlotte, that you'd be like, late. Like, oh, guys, here's what's happening in Austin. Right. It was funny. I, I, uh, I put together a standings board for my son uh, with magnets on the wall. And we put putting together last year's top 25 into the year. It definitely feels like looking at it now, I'm like, wow, that was definitely a pandemic year. Coastal Carolina was like 11, and Louisiana was like 17. Like, is I think we, we've as we start to move forward as a normal season, we're going to forget just how weird last year was. There's not even a state called Coastal Carolina. Yeah. It's north and south. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then uh, September 11th, you got uh, Oregon at Ohio State. Um, Ohio State is nine and zero all time versus Oregon. The last time they played was the national championship, championship game, game yeah. in 2015. Of course, Ohio State won. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think that's that's cool. You know, it's like a it's like a Rose Bowl in September. Yeah, I th- that's an interesting game. Um, both of those teams will be breaking in new quarterbacks. Um, I yeah, I'm not going to make any bold pronouncements about Oregon beating Ohio State, but. If they if they win, it would surprise me. By the way, if they win that game, Oregon State vaults to the very top of that top five we're talking about. Oh, Oregon! They, oh, they Oregon. I mean, Oregon jumps the winner. The, Oregon jumps the loser of the Georgia Clemson game. Then also on September 11th, you have Air Force at Navy, and they're doing this early. They're doing this to recognize the 20th anniversary of 9/11. The two military academies have moved their game from October. There might be other. This I'm quoting from the article. There might be other big time nationally ranked programs playing on the state, but there will not be a more emotional setting than the one in Annapolis. Yeah, can't can't disagree. That's cool. Then I'm on freaking years. Buddy. Yeah, I know. I feel like that's something that might come up that week. Might, we're not talking about that. Um, like September late September 18th, you've got Nebraska at Oklahoma. They're playing it again. Didn't, yes. did, but didn't Nebraska try to get out of that game? Wasn't that one of the well, things? Well, they that were like, correct. hey, yeah. we won another home game. No, seriously, I thought that was like a whole deal. It they, was. They, they tried to get like it out was. of it. Yeah. It's the 50th anniversary of the 1971's iconic game of the century between number one Nebraska and number two Oklahoma. Game of the century of the year. Then also on September 18th, you have Oklahoma State at Boise State. Uh, they're going to be uh, – the Cowboys are going to become only the eighth Power 5 team to play on the Smurf turf in the mm-hmm. past 20 years. The and the Broncos are 6-1 and one in those previous Power 5 matchups in Boise. But with quarterback Spencer Sanders, um, dual-threat quarterback, you know, Boise lost their coach to Auburn. And we talked about, if you remember our last podcast, the one thing I remember our last podcast was talking about the family photo <laughs> of Brian Harson. He's our favorite youth pastor. <laughs> But yeah, so that'll be a, that'll that be one like to watch. A long time ago, I missed you guys. I'm glad we're back. Right, on me too. Then on uh, the people at Arby's are very happy. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, please leave. Then on October second, you have Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Dude, that game. Brian is sne- Kelly this game is sneaky. Started at Cincinnati. Sneaky, because Cincinnati has everybody back but the quarterback, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And let's not forget all the shots of them looking angry oh. as they looked upon the field Dude. after that kick. That's a sneaky game. And, um, and Notre Dame hired Cincinnati's defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman. Yeah, um, can you can you take a guess the the last meeting between Cincinnati they have played last meeting between Cincinnati and Notre Dame. I, I was there a bowl game? I feel like they played in a bowl game. Nope. Maybe. I want to say I want to say Brian Kelly beat Notre Dame like his next to last year or last year there. Uh, Notre Dame won fifty eight to nothing. 
in the year 1900. Oh, so no. It it's not. been a while. Probably wasn't even on radio back then. I, I bet Brian Kelly was not there then. All right, and it's then, hard to say. And then on uh, November 6th, this will be uh, one that you... You're gonna you're gonna tune in just to see. I feel like we play attention to this one. You're gonna you you especially are gonna, we're gonna we're gonna make some comments. This will take about three minutes of our podcast during that preview that week. week. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hugh Freeze goes back to Ole Miss. Oh my god! I can't wait. <laughs> By the way, did y'all see? Did y'all see the um the bull the Bolton the billboard that UCF put up in Gainesville? Florida's true national champion, 100, 100 miles south of here, or whatever it is. Oh my God, with the picture of Hugh Freeze. Goodness. Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze walked up into uh, UCF with because uh, UCF is talking about putting the players' Twitter handles on their on their jerseys, right, right. right? And Hugh Freeze released a video where he essentially was Steve Buscemi going like, "Hello, fellow young people." Yeah, yeah. it was not great, and I'm here for it. Hugh Freeze and Lane Kiffin. Yeah, Liberty at Ole Miss. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Gus Malzahn. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I was wondering where you are going with I mean, that, but it, I was it rolling does, with it. It does also. You're, you're out of practice. Stays. It's fine. We're all right. I mean, the principle applies. It does. It does. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking hospital bed, Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss. I mean, uh, well, the arm like in the air. They were last year. Like, they were in the top four. Yeah, they were good. they yeah. were really good. Um, then the best of the rest, as this article put it, um, on September fourth. September fourth. Also, you got LSU at UCLA. That's that never happens. I mean, uh, that's interesting to me. Uh, LSU it's, loses I mean, that game. Both, both of these Orgeron teams, the wheels, the, the wheels have come off of both of these teams. Dude, Orgeron is on the hot seat if LSU loses that game, which I is guess. crazy concern. He won a national championship fourteen months ago. Yeah. I guarantee you. By the way, USC fans will giggle madly if UCLA wins that game. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, September 11th, Georgia plays UAB. Don't sleep on UAB. UAB is particularly impressive because they canceled football like three years ago. I know. And thanks, Bear uh, Bryant Jr. It'll mark the 15 year anniversary that uh, my son Jack, who you, whom you heard earlier on this podcast, went to his first critic, football game. Yeah, yeah. 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 He just, went to his first football game. It was Colorado UAB. Game. No, it was UAB. Oh, it was UAB Georgia. Uh, back in 2006, so it'll be 15 years that he went to his was first football game. The interesting thing is, there's uh, who's that? Uh, the quarterback for UAB that day uh-huh. is now a country music singer, Sam Hunt. You ever heard of him? Oh, yeah, heard of of him. Sure, yeah, of course. Sure, sure. Will has. I have heard of yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I know. Was, him, I know him as the UAB quarterback that became a country music <laughs> there singer, there as opposed to someone that actually makes anything. By the way, want to listen to. Also, eight years ago today, might have been today. Yeah. Eight years ago today was the Jason Aldean Luke Bryan concert at Sanford, Sanford Stadium. I was okay. there. I was not. There. And remember that was my connection to that. <laughs> oh, that's is, right. Yes, my connection to that is right. we came in from New York <laughs> to look at houses, and we're like, "Why is it so hard to get a hotel? Is there a game? What's happening?" And it was that weekend. It was that weekend. Yeah. We still got a hotel. We did say we got a room at the Holiday Inn downtown. But, oh, uh, we did get one. I was singing the Bulldog Inn, so yeah. you did okay. But uh, if we could put the quarter in the bed and show So you did say at the pool ball game. <laughs> yeah. It was some dude's house. <laughs> well, I slept at the pool table. I moved when they played. <laughs> Texas A&M at Colorado, former Big 12 competitors, September 11th too. as well. Texas at Arkansas on September 11th. It's old I mean, Southwestern Conference, man. Yes. Um, and then you move down to, uh, oh, September 11th, Pitt at Tennessee. Oh, the Giant Majors Bowl. 
Pitt is 2-0 and versus Tennessee, and they've only played in Knoxville, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and then September 18th, Auburn at Penn State. Hmm. That's a weird game. I mean, they've played twice before. They played in the 96 and the 03 Outback and Capital One Bowls. This is Auburn's first regular season Big Ten game ever. Really? And then, you know, you go down. There's some other interesting what was ones. last regular Big Ten, regular season uh, Big Ten game? That's a good trivia question. That's a, good, that's a trivia play. question that we should pose to our listeners. I can only think of Georgia, Michigan in 69. Nice. Uh, let's think. Let's think. Ohio State, Illinois, they've never played. Indiana, they've never played. Iowa, they've never played. Northwestern, they've never played. And we've played Maryland, but they were in the ACC at the time. Michigan State's never been to. to they've never been. Have they played Michigan State? I don't even know. No, they played them in bowl games. Nebraska, they played in bowl games. Not Wisconsin, not Minnesota. You're probably right. It might be Michigan. Well, if, you're, if you're yelling at your radio right now or yell at your phone right now, <laughs> uh, tweet uh, tweet at God, uh, 38 Godfrey. No, Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got two more things. So we got, I'll give you a choice. <laughs> I found a, there, there's a, okay. So we got buy or sell. Okay. Or we have a YouGov survey of the United States ranked according to Americans. Like I have to say, that was awesome. I saw this. Did you see that? I saw this. So th- I'm going to explain the survey. Okay. okay. What they did was they sent it to all America. Like I, I'm sure they they tried to smartly right. pick where they were taking from. It. But like literally, it would be like put two states next to one another. Which do you like more? And it was it was that simple. Okay. It was really that simple, and then to see which one a higher percentage of the time. I found the results of this befuddling. I would say um, <laughs> so. What you're some saying, of them made what you're sense. saying is Indiana beat Illinois. Some of them made sense, and I don't. I don't want to give away anything you're doing, Scott. But like, it's not surprising to see like New Jersey at the bottom of the right. list. Which, for the record, I think New Jersey is a perfectly fine it's state. Fine. But it's like, fine. New Jersey is a place that like, if you either from New Jersey or from near New Jersey, it's the place that you make fun of. Okay. So like, it wasn't surprising to see that at the bottom of the list. I think Arkansas was also pretty sm- uh, far, far down the list, which I think is also the sort of thing that you. Like if you're from, I think Mississippi is pretty low on the list, but Idaho. I'd, but it was it was to me like. It was a good reminder that, like, there are, I'll put it this way, there's some city, states in the top ten that do not belong on the top ten on that list. So it's like the AP poll. <laughs> there's, right. there's a liberty in a coastal Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So, Tony. Florida ain't paid nobody. Can you give me maybe your top five, what you would think? Well, you would think or what, what you, would, you would prefer? What, what you would think or prefer? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's think. I think it's like what you think oh would win God. out. So what's the methodology again? It's basically they put it's like, just like Will said. It was multiple states put up against each other. It'd be other. a random. You'd be like Idaho against Montana, and you would pick and, just, and you would pick Montana. But it's gonna be stupid stuff that makes me mad. Like Florida's gonna be at the top of the list. Well, give it the top five. Give us top five. All right, this is what I think people put as top five. Florida, number one. For real? Uh, no, I'm asking you. Yeah. Oh. No, don't worry about it. Just say, yeah, top five. Don't worry about <laughs> Should have seen the horror uh, in his eyes. Florida, Hawaii, Texas, California, New York. All right, so the top five, according to this poll, is Hawaii's number one. Okay. Colorado's number two. Which okay. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Virginia's number three. Really? Yeah. It's for lovers. Yeah. Uh, Nevada's number four. 
Really? I mean, at Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Mm, Las Vegas Bowl, you'd go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, North Carolina's number five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I'll finish the top ten. Florida's six. Okay. Which I get. I mean, I, I'm surprised it's not higher. Um, Arizona's seven. Desert. Huh. You know, Phoenix. Huh. Uh, New York's eight. I get that. Yeah. Um, Georgia's number nine. You got coastal areas, Tybee I mean, Island, St. Simons, Georgia, Athens, I just, Georgia. I'm like, don't be a homer, but right. And then uh, Texas is number ten. Okay, Illinois is like at forty, thirty-eight or something, right? Yeah, Illinois is thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. So yeah. what's the bottom five? The bottom five. Let's see if I guess the bottom five: Idaho, Mississippi, Arkansas. We already told me New Jersey. You've gotten Arkansas, New Jersey. You say Mississippi? Idaho, Mississippi. Idaho is 40th. And North Dakota. Mississippi's in there. Now, can you guess the last state, number 50? Come on, man. Alabama? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go South Carolina, Alabama, but okay. No, South Carolina's higher. Why? No, they're, they're kind of in the middle ground. They're, they're where you'd think they were. They're 29. I would think they would be like 41. No, they're 29. It was, I have to say, it was gratifying that Alabama was 50. Okay. <laughs> and for the record, I, I, got, I have no major issue. I think, uh, to me, I think this uh, Birmingham is a wonderful city. If you take I 20, a wonderful city. If you take I 20 through Alabama and you hit Birmingham, it's lovely. Yeah. When you it's drive a, through it. It's also, a, Tommy Tuberville is a senator from Alabama. So, you know, that, there's another factor against it. Yeah. Okay, let's do the other thing. All right. I'm get mad. So. Illinois was. We'll set, tr- we'll set some trigger words. Buy versus sell. Buy buy or sell. Speed These round. are sell random. Tupperville. These are random things that just popped in my head today uh. when I was making a buy and sell. I mean. It's my favorite. So, um, so buy or sell wristwatches. Okay. So not Apple Watch, a wristwatch. This is my shame. I'm glad you, brought, you asked this because this is my shame of the pandemic. The leeches for generations are a wristwatch people. We have nice watches, not like little calculator watches or digital watches. Nice 1950s man wristwatches. Man's like madmen type watches. Yes, like that is what we wear. We have worn them forever. We take a lot of pride in that. Or 60 years. And I stopped doing it during the pandemic. I still have my watch. I just, but no matter what what happened, I would put my watch on before I left the house, unless I was going to run or work out. I put my watch on no matter where I was going, and I have stopped doing that during the pandemic, and I am very ashamed. And the reason I said sell is that I, in theory, love a watch. I have several nice watches. Um, I don't want to crap my my wrist. Never have. Oh. Uh, I stopped doing it shortly after I stopped practicing law because I'm like, I, it just it it makes no sense to me. It feels like a defeat. I'm, am I hopeful as we start to get back to a new normal that getting back to putting my wristwatch back on will be something? Because I, 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 loved, I loved wearing a watch. Yeah. And see, the reason why I ask that, it's almost like you, both of y'all and, and, and myself, we passed on the interstate. Because for about four years, I have not worn a watch. Because I would always buy those metal, awesome-looking, heavy watches, and I'd be on my computer and be banging against it. Well, about three weeks ago, I went online and... Um, I was like, you know, I want I want an old school G Shock watch. Okay, and I found one that I like. This white one that I'm wearing, and I bought it. It was like seventy bucks. It was cheap, and it's it weighs nothing. It doesn't weigh me down, and I've thoroughly enjoyed. I, d- I don't want an Apple Watch. Yeah, no, I also I, did not. I don't want one. That's My wife has. I one. mean, also that's just I, one more thing. Yes. beeping at me. Yeah, I just but. wanted. I, I wanted to see like, will I wear a watch? And see, I wear my watch in, uniquely. I, I wear it underneath. 
Yeah, because I did it's, notice that. it's an easier way to tell time and to be sneaky. If you're meeting yeah, with someone, you can just so, kind of glance. So at hard it. to twist your wrist it's, over. It is hard. I mean, if you think about it. But anyway, that's not why also, I brought you can't this be up. Performative. No, you can't. You just can sneakily. But I've always worn it this way, and I was like, "It's a G-Shock. You're not going to hurt it." And I told my my kids, "Like, well, that looks awesome." I was like, "I can dive 500 meters this much." <laughs> but no, I cannot do that with or without yeah. a one. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Well, now I'm really glad you asked that question. I have to say, this has actually kind of shamed me and be like, I need to get. This no, I love. I'm, I'm glad that I got I miss, it. I miss my watch, and I feel like I failed my family. But yeah, I'm not wearing a watch right now. I don't think they're kicking you out. All right, buy or sell hard seltzer. The reason sell. why I asked this, hold sell. on, hold sell. on, hold on. Sell. The reason why I asked this is because White Claw is coming out with, this summer, coming out with White Claw Surge, which sell. is 8% alcohol by volume. They're selling them in 16-ounce cans in the flavors of cranberry and blood orange. And I, I mentioned this to Jennifer, and she was like, buy, 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 buy. Okay, so I don't know if you know this, but bourbon is 45% alcohol. <laughs> And it comes in at least 750 milliliter bottles, which is more than 16 ounces. Yes. So, the uh, I will say uh, I, I, I have to say I, I, I try not to uh, to uh, uh, make us fall into into the world of gender norms and those. I, I we are all is a there's a new world and also and and but like um, I have yet to uh, uh, I still when my wife my wife likes these. And uh, which is a shame because I met her when she was like a hardcore like vodka like martini like like straight like dry like vermouth killer. I mean, we all awesome. Change. And then now to see her be like, yeah, but I like the black cherry. Like every time I or I, I buy them, I do the thing. I'm like, yeah, it's for my wife. I'm sorry, <laughs> and I'm embarrassed by this. It's like that. college buying tampons, right? Yeah, it's like, 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 oh, I, it's just like it's just a shame because I what do you I don't do want to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to veer yeah. into that world. Yeah, but uh, it's undeniably true. Well, after I wrote this uh, buy or sell, I did see. Do you do you follow Wise Dog on Twitter? Uh, I don't know if I see a lot of his tweets. Yeah, so I saw a tweet. I happened to see a tweet of his that he put today, and it made me laugh out loud, chuckle. He he tweeted. When a man drinks a white claw, a lady somewhere in the world goes thirsty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's definitely sell. It's just sell. yeah, I don't really drink them either. But I mean, I'm not opposed to them. I but. mean, look, if that's what you, I don't want to kink shame anybody. If that's what you yeah. like, that's what you like. Right. But sell. They're popular on the tailgates. I mean, they are. And plus, some Coors, Coors makes some Bud Light. May everybody makes them. Uh, Corona not, makes them. They're not popular where Daniel tailgates. That's true. Daniel from the popular. Uh, book. How lucky! Oh, I haven't read it yet. I'll have to ask Jack <laughs> <laughs> about the beer drinking and fictional characters. <laughs> All right, um, buy or sell diets. Uh, diets. Uh, uh, I, I, I know we talked. I didn't know that you were you're dealing, got right dealing up in with my that. wheelhouse, man. Um, because uh, I started about a week ago after spring break. I was like, you know what? I want to try to get in a, a little bit better shape, slim down, because you know, working out and everything. And so I cut out. All sugars and no fried foods and no sodas. I'm because I can't go on a diet. Diet. I just it doesn't work for me. But I'm cutting that out, and I can already tell that I feel better. I'm eating more bananas and fruit and just protein. But so yeah, buy yourself diet and fruit. Um, <laughs> I would say I, I would say sell not because what you're doing is not good. Mm-hmm. You're just eating healthy. Right. I would like to me diets are. I, I'm anti diet because it's like. It's, it feels a little bit like, okay, well, I'm going to temporarily change the way that I consume things, but the minute I hit a certain spot, I'm going to go back to normal. And I think what 
that to, I may be incorrect. To me, that's my no, diet. That makes sense. Whereas, whereas, like changing your, I mean, for Christ's sake, I used to eat bagel bites for like every meal. Like, I mean, I eat healthier now because. Well, I mean, you crop. run like a marathon. Well, that's the thing is, I, I run, I run so much. Well, we need to talk about the Florida Georgia. Uh, uh, too. Uh, well, George Horn. That's fine. That's fine. Sorry, I did it right in the in the in the post. <laughs> I, that's best. I, I have to put not only did I do it right in the post. A listener to this podcast commented on my Instagram <laughs> saying, "I'd like to point out how great you did for putting Georgia Horn." Yes, Florida first. you did. So uh, anyway, but um, uh, but the point is, is that like for me. I just kind of feel like you have to eat. I don't eat very healthy, so that's why, kind of why I have to run because I eat like a thirteen-year-old boy. So I have to run to to do that. But to me, it's a it's an overarching change. That, that or, or otherwise, you're just. I, it feels like you're just going to blow it up. Uh, yeah, I hadn't really thought about looking at it that way because I have. Um, I have made some changes since Thanksgiving. I've lost about twenty twenty. I know pounds. you look great, and. Um, if you had asked me before you, what you just said, I was like, yeah, I, I've been dieting. I'm doing intermittent fasting. But the reality is what I'm doing is I'm just like being a little more careful about what I eat and how much I eat. Like I, I've always been team breakfast. I love breakfast so much. But that's the one meal if you were to if you were to say – if you were to come to me, a doctor came to me and like, you have to cut out 600 calories a day. I'm like, well, the only thing I can do – if you would say you have to cut out 600 calories a day, what's the easiest way for you to do that? Don't eat breakfast. Um, it took me about a month and a half to not be a ravenous jackass at, at 1030. <laughs> but I've, I've now found that as much as I miss, miss eggs and biscuits and, and like fried pork, um, I do fine without it. And the other part about it is stop eating at 8 o'clock. Um, now, concurrently, I've also cut back on, you know, starches and because I, I, sound, I sound 53. I sound as old as I am now by saying starches, but carbohydrates. <laughs> uh, I, right. say, I think we all look good. Like yeah, I've no, seen some no, people that have hey. not – it's not I, been good for them during the pandemic. Yeah, We've no. all seen them. Yeah. And I feel if like you, – If you had asked me – you had asked me March 13th last year, okay, so we're going through a pandemic <laughs> and you're going to weigh 25 pounds less. I'm like, you're full of – yeah, yeah. Because and we went through, we've all gone through some stretches up and down. Right. Everyone, it's right. been a tumultuous time. Right. But like we've all seen some people because again now it's that we're all starting poorly. to come back out a little bit. Yeah. You're starting to see some people, and it, it, I I do feel like it's almost rude to be too hot coming out of a pandemic. Yeah. You can't come like you can't be like oh great. Which is why I'm just using your pandemic. Yeah, exactly. That's, I'm doing the same thing for the same reason. <laughs> All right, taking a left turn. Buy or sell the Mars rover, especially the soon-to-be-released Mars drone. Hi, that's cool as this year. Yeah, I'm just. I'm glad that, that finally the space force is uh, space force is working through. Uh, Actually, not against the space force. I, I have a I have a 16 year old that's seriously yeah. considering space force. Very pro space force. Buy or sell Major League Baseball extra innings. Uh, also, the DH in the National League continuing after we enjoyed not having or. The, the DH in, in the nail not happening right. as we enjoyed it in 2020. And then uh, seven-inning doubleheaders. It's all that stuff okay. wrapped up into one. Okay, I will go first. The first is – what's the first one? The uh, extra-inning extra rules with the runner on second. Uh, so I, I am I have an increasingly unpopular opinion among sabermetric dorks. I think it's great. I think it's great. And the reason I think it's great is because for a very basic reason. I'm getting older and I would like to see baseball games end. Exactly. And if the and this makes it more likely that they will end. Yeah, you don't want a seventeen inning. Yeah, you I know. mean, 
The fact that you like, know why Rick Camp hit a home run to win the game. I mean, that was awesome. Yeah, and I know, and I, I would not win the playoffs. I'm very NHL about this idea. Yeah. But like in, in NHL, they don't do shootouts. They play it out till it's over. Right. That's what they should do in baseball. That's what they are doing in baseball. But uh, there was a certain point where I'm like, wow, you know, uh, eventually this game that I've been invested in uh-huh. for four hours or three hours or however long, I have to go to work tomorrow, and I have things I have to do tomorrow. If I don't, I have to go to bed, so I can't hit this game. I feel like I can actually do it when you put that in this situation, yeah. so I'm very pro. Yeah. Okay, second I, one was... I, I agree with that. Yeah. Second the second one, one, DH, the no DH in the NL after having it last year. I, it's going to be back next year, so I just kind of feel like... It's, it's such a it's such a buzzkill. You yeah. know, you got the Charlie Morton coming up to yeah. try to bunt. I was a anti-DH person for a very long time. I still feel like it's better in a general sense, but I've made my peace with it, so it'll be back next year. And the doubleheader, I, I mean... I feel like that's one of those things they're going to keep after COVID that they don't need to keep after COVID because doubleheaders really are rare. Yeah, they're they're rare, and the only reason they're co- common now is because of COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're not generally. I think those will eventually go away for no reason other than if when you do that, you can't charge to uh, admissions, and I think that once they they can't do day night doubleheaders anymore if you have seven inning games. So I think what they will do is those will go away. And it'll be a nod to the people that don't like the extra inning rule. Say, okay, we'll bring this back to normal. What it really will be, well, like, well, now we can charge two admissions again. And I think that's what we'll do. Yeah, I um, I agree with you on the doubleheader. I I don't I don't like the doubleheader, but it's here to stay. So whatever. I wonder if, and it's not going to be a major point because they got a lot of other bigger things to deal with, with the CBA. I wonder if this is one of the things on the CBA, uh, the seven seven inning doubleheader that the players win, quote unquote, win on. Yeah, they, they'll give them that. They'll, you know what? Yeah. No, I think the players have been very smart because they tried to do that with the DH. Yep. And the, yep. D, the players were like, "Ah, we know you don't want. You, we know you want the DH too. Yeah. You're not giving us any. Yeah. You're not helping. It us extends out here. careers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it does help out the players. You're right. It but does. You already but, want it. But, so. the, but yeah. But like the the league was trying to be like. Oh, here, yeah, here's this wonderful thing yeah, we're giving you. We're helping you. And the players are like, we know that you want this, too. But, yeah, they want and it so, because it, it yeah. creates more offense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And as a fan, that's yeah. what I want to see. And it, if you're a Braves fan and you can get Ozuna out of playing the field and make him your <laughs> DH, you keep Adam the ball in your team. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I really. Know. It's tied now, but still. I know. Still. I know. They're in the eighth. They're probably going to have to put a runner on second after they go to the extra inning. Hopefully they will. I mean, they've been, gosh, I don't know. Uh, so before we leave this topic, are there any other upcoming rule changes in MLB that might happen. Well, the thing to keep an eye out for is what they're doing in the Atlantic League right now and some of the minor leagues. Well, they're, they're, they're doing these experimental changes that if you watch the history of Major League Baseball, experimental changes have a tendency to become popular changes very quickly. Um, the Atlantic League, they're doing much more radical changes. The mound, for example, is now like farther 70 away. Feet? No, I think I'm it's sorry, seventy, six, but it's like it's, yeah, it's, it's farther back. It's not 66, 60 foot six inches anymore. Uh, which, by the way, has long been considered a mistake. It was supposed to be sixty feet zero inches, and someone misread. <laughs> the, that's literally why it's sixty foot six inches because it's supposed to be sixty foot zero inches, and they just it's saw, like Point Roberts, Washington, yeah, right, 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 exactly, and um, or Roger Hornsby is it? actual name, but they all say Rogers because it's this name. Anyway, the point is is that, uh, but they're doing other things. I, some of them I think are kind of interesting, like uh, in, I believe, double A or single A, they're making the bases bigger. Huh. Oh. And the, like literally making the size of the base bigger. 
the idea is to a they claim they say it's partly a safety thing. People are less likely to have their foot step on each other's foot. I think it's what it really is is it encourages base stealing. Yeah, it encourages base stealing, which is something they very much want to see more of because stealing bases is really exciting. It's a lost when it art. Yeah. and uh, so that's that. That to me is something I could see sticking and coming in the next couple of years. Some of the more, but they're also trying robot umps with the strike zone and stuff like that. And uh, I think that my general feeling about robot umps is. Ron Luciano, the the, the late great umpire him. who wrote, wrote yeah. these books in the eighties about being an umpire, had this great line: "Be like, if they ever come up with robot umps, they, they will make a robot ump, and the players will beat it to death with a bat. All a robot ump does is gives you something else to blame other than a person. People will not be any happier with robots than they are with people. It's just another like people are going to be. This is true in sports." In politics, in every other realm, if you uh, if you do something that I don't want you to do, I'm mad, <laughs> and I think that's just like to me. I, I think you've seen this. We saw this with the Phillies Braves game. Mm-hmm. The idea that like, wait, why do we have video replay if you cannot get a call that frankly seems pretty obvious that he never touched the plate. I always hate it when bad calls goes against, go against the Braves because Braves fans get so aggrieved <laughs> and go like every fan base gets aggrieved, but boy, the Braves fans get aggrieved. We're Atlanta fans. Yeah, you, you saw what I did re- earlier. Really in this podcast. Really aggrieved, uh, but that call was wrong, and if replay is not going to get that play wrong, right? You know what was maybe. more egregious? That Michael Conforto uh, strike, hit by right, pitch right, right, that right. was a strike. That was. I mean, I even talked to the umpire last night at my kids' little league game. I said. What would you have called? And he immediately yeah. was like, "You can't lean into the pitch." Yeah. Yeah. So, and they admitted that they got yeah. that wrong. Yeah, they, they did. They, they did. Wrong, but, yeah. The point is, is we, people just want to yell at refs. Agreed. All right. Uh, another. This is baseball. Uh, also, uh, buy or sell Trevor Bauer's YouTube channel because sell, I subscribe to sell, it and I love it. Sell. I hadn't looked at it, so I have no. Uh, idea. He's great. He's great. He vlogs. I am, am anti Trevor Bauer. I, I love Trevor Bauer. Because um, you are not a woman online. Oh. Hmm? I got to lean towards Will on this one. I don't think you're a woman online either. No, I'm not a, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a woman. We are all in agreement that Scott is not a woman. I'm not a woman online, but I, I do enjoy his YouTube channel. And if y'all are interested in pitching or behind the scenes, he does a great job of filming and editing himself. Uh, editing. Uh, but, yeah, he talks about the cars he's buying. I mean, it's just... it's. You know, I mean, it's just like a, a glimpse into the the back of his uh, mind and you know, kind of voyeuristic look on what a Major League Baseball player is spending his money on and how he warms up and everything. I like his. I buy it. He's he is he is so going to be the next Kurt Schilling. Like everything points to him becoming the next Kurt Schilling. In that every is not an endorsement. Way. Except Kurt Schilling is a much better pitcher than Joe. <laughs> but anyway, Manettis, Wow. I learned how to throw a curveball because of his YouTube channel. All right, uh, buy or sell Anthony Edwards not knowing who A-Rod is. <laughs> that, okay, let's talk about Anthony moment. Edwards. That might have been the most, best moment this month. Let's talk about Anthony Edwards. If he'd have shown half this personality. Oh, I know. When he, when he was at Georgia, he would have, like, I think the fact that he is becoming this person so quickly is a sign that he was like, fine, I'll do college for right. six months because I have to. Also, but, like, he was never an inspired player. It's he, not great for Crean. Yeah, I got to tell you, because he's so fun. He is so fun, and we we watched him all the time. He wasn't unlikable when no. he was here, but he was not 
this. He was not this. He was not this. Because also, like, the fact that, I mean, like, he knows who Alex Rodriguez is. Like, he, like he's talked before about how he should have played. He could, he yeah, was talented, he's talking about he baseball, baseball how, player. how good he was. Like, but the fact that he did, the fact that he was playing with his hair when he did it, it was just Anthony Edwards. And also, he's he's very inefficient. Like, he's not, like, a great player yet. But you can see it. Like, it, like he is going to be a character in the NBA for a long time. And the fact that he was, not only did not make the team better, he was good here, but he was just, he was always very frustrating when he played for Georgia. And to see what he is now is, like, I wish his Georgia thing would have gone a little bit better because he's so likable and so fun, and that's not what he was here. He wasn't unlikable. He just wasn't that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. It, I, I stand by my opinion that him potentially running rookie of the year and being all this is not. Uh, on one hand, it's great because he's a former George player, former one number one draft, uh, number one pick in the draft. On the other hand, it's not. It's not great because it, people love JJ Frazier and Yante Maiden more than Anthony Edwards, and that's not a good sign for the Georgia program. Yeah, agreed. I love. Uh, there's nothing against Anthony. That's, a, that's Frazier, a perfect way to put it. It's a perfect yeah. way to put it. But like, he should be beloved, and he's not. And I think for understandable, not he's not hate. I want to be very clear. No one is against Anthony Edwards, but he did not have that. It just didn't. It he felt like not, he was. He popped in. Yeah. Was kind of around, and then and showed occasionally amazing things, but really did not get the sense of someone that really cared about. I mean, Maui was his highlight. Yeah, almost. and like. There was just, like, remember his last game for Georgia, he was, like, one for 16, and they won, but he was, he had one incredible highlight, but he was not actually very good in the game, he clearly did not want to be there, like, it just, like, I don't know, it's awesome that he went to Georgia, but I feel like there's a little problem that's never going to quite feel like Georgia's. Yep. All right, last two buy or sells. Um, buy or sell the Venmo credit card. I got the Venmo credit card because, you know, like when Will and I exchange money for tickets and stuff, you know, you, you have Venmo. You pay your babysitters. You, you pay a friend on the golf course. And then you're like, what do I do with this stuff? You're well, a congressman. You pay the women that you're crossing state lines. Exactly. Right, that's what you use Venmo And so for. then I got the Venmo credit card, and I'm using it at Lowe's. I'm using it at Ace Hardware. I'm buying groceries with it. It's like I can actually now use this money that felt so untouchable. Um, so I'm going to say buy. What's different about it than from like a regular credit card? And why you get can't points. You ta- why can't you take the money from your Venmo account and just put it's your just, bank you account? You can. You okay. can. Right. But you can transfer it to your bank account. But you know, you get this pocket of $50 that you weren't expecting because you someone overpaid you for pizza sure. or something. Yeah. And then you yeah. got you it to that. use it for credit card. Yeah. And you get I, points. I, I rented a car for spring break on Avis. And I do it through Amazon. Uh, like I use my Amazon. So like you get like a little cash back. Yeah. So all of a sudden I have like $35 right. on my Amazon account. Right. So I was like, oh, okay. There you go. So I understand that. Yeah. I don't think it's actually like wise fiscal policy for myself but it is you do get that little thrill of yeah. getting like yeah I okay. it's like a little, little I've got little, enough credit cards it's like what my dad whatever. calls wham money yeah walking around money yeah yeah. Oh, yeah well, I'm from I South Georgia that. I got that uh, I know alright last one online ordering buy or sell online ordering food apps because of the pandemic mm-hmm. I've got probably five or six food apps on my phone which before yeah. the pandemic I would always just go to the restaurant yeah. and buy and now like even Chick-fil-A I'll order it before I go. I'll just park somewhere, and they bring it out to me. I'm like, I get more sauces that way. I get more mayonnaise and more, like, you know, 
Polynesian sauce, but the same thing like with the tzatzikis. You know, I can order that. Is great for that. Yeah, yeah. and they give you points, that. and so every certain amount you spend, you get like ten bucks off. And I mean, I just I'm I'm, I'm buying. I'm very food apps. I prefer. I would say that like tzatzikis is a great example because you're doing it all through them. Uh-huh. I always try to avoid yeah, Grubhub. Grubhub and all those, yeah. Oh, I don't ever. I've never used Grubhub or, or anything like that. The only time I've ever used DoorDash is because Ad Drug is available exclusively through DoorDash. Oh, okay, and you can get you can get Ad Drug. And to me, like if I can get like a like two bacon cheeseburgers for like a dollar fifty, I feel like I should probably do that. But yeah. uh, otherwise, I love uh, Tzatziki's. It really is the best. Yeah, if you're, if you're talking about local, like yeah. actual their app, yeah, I'm in for it. DoorDash, eh. no, I've never used that. That's that. Those feel almost very. I've never used Uber Eats. Yeah, all those feel very much like I. I'm in a hotel. I've had too many drinks. I'm ready for a hamburger, and I'm I'm willing to pay a premium to have (laughs) someone bring it to my room. Right. Or you're a congressman who's Venmoed a woman to come to your room. Right. Or you've gone to the Bahamas with some some teenagers. I mean, we've all been there. So uh, I mean, not not me. No. But I'm not Matt. Literally only Matt. I'm not Matt Gessen's friends. So. Oh wow, that's that worked out. It so. is really remarkable how much he looks like a grown-up butthead. Like yeah. it's really insane, <sighs> like how much he looks like a grown-up butthead. Yeah. Like I always just wondered, like I was a huge beef and butthead fan. What butthead would look like if he was like yeah, a grown-up? I mean, but he'd have. Yeah, no, you're no. right. So. He does have the gap. But okay. So guys, we survived a podcast. Yeah, we've made it through. So it, uh, so when we uh, baseball, I feel like we can start doing podcasts more regularly again. <laughs> yeah, when baseball, well, baseball should be over. over. Yeah, in a it's Memorial Day, right? Month, Ours right? is generally over by Memorial Day. Oh yeah, here's my goal. Yeah, we're we're probably be mid May. Okay. So let's let's try to do this again yeah. one time in May. Yeah, and then maybe we can sneak one in before the book comes out. Oh, that would be amazing! Yeah, May eleventh. May eleventh. The book coming out. Maybe we'll stick with him before. The so, book. what we should do is at the book release party, we should grab a phone and for ten minutes before we get drunk, yes. for ten minutes because we like, are having talk. a book release party. Don't say where it is. I won't. We can but, talk cohesively. Uh, are, uh, it's back here. It's literally at Scott's house, and here's the address. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. But uh, we are having a book release party, and we are doing it outside. And blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. But we are doing a book release party, and yeah, I'm up for a little. I'll be fully uh, vaccinated. I'm sitting in people's laps. Oh my gosh! I'm again. I've said this before. Like by then, I, I will be fully, fully vaccinated. I, give me in a dark, poorly ventilated room, and we will like literally eat from a trough together. <laughs> I might like, even go to CC's. Yeah. No, I'm not going. to CC's, CC's is not good. <laughs> go to Mama Sid's if you're going to. Mama Sid's. Of course, like I'll go to Mama Sid's, either, but it's better than CC's. Yeah. Yeah. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. And, uh, so, all right. Well, guys. We managed to do this. We did it. And we did, uh, it. We did it together. We're in one place. Um, the people at Arby's thanks all of you for listening. <laughs> Let us know. I'm curious because I do think by the time that we do our next show, we will all feel comfortable if we want to to be indoors. The question is whether we're going to stay outdoors or whether uh, staying indoors. Uh, this has been an absolutely gorgeous night. Uh, so I think it's perfect. as long as it's not cold. I yeah. think I like outdoors because yeah. it sounds better. Because my my office is echoey, and it all when I'm editing, I'm always like, "Gosh, I need to soundproof this." But I'm not going to spend the five right, right. seven hundred fifty bucks to soundproof it. Who's going to think of Chad? We can bring him up. We got to no. we can put him on that cart right there. No. Okay. Fine. So, but yeah, it's up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're listening, if you you've hung on this long, <laughs> um, it, all three people of y'all, um, let us know. It's just great to be back, guys. Agreed. All right. Uh, so I guess I remember. I guess we at the end of this we just say, "Hey, see you guys. See you later. Bye bye. Be careful out there." All right. Go dogs. <laughs> Go dogs.
And thanks so much for listening. Links to the charitable donation sites that we discussed and websites where you can pre-order Will's book are linked in the show notes of this episode. Have fun at Sanford Stadium if you're going to G-Day this weekend. And our podcast plans on being back sometime in early May with another episode. We'll see you on campus. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.